Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Connell Maynard, the coach of the Alabama A&M Bulldogs out of Huntsville, Rocket City. How you doing there, Coach? Good to speak with you. I'm doing great, man. Good to speak with you, too. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, uh, tell us about this, man. Big week this week for you guys. Uh, go on the road to play the Mississippi Valley State and in the, the SWAC there. Good road game. High side are you guys to play, play, play against these guys. Your rivals in the SWAC there. Well, we was very excited. Um, well, you know, they, they had uh, – some COVID issues last week and then get the opportunity to play. So we was kind of, you know, wondering if we was going to be able to play this weekend. Um, I think they, they came out yesterday uh, about four or five o'clock yesterday and uh, said they weren't going to play this week. So we're not going to play Mississippi. We're not going to play Mississippi Valley this week uh, because of COVID uh, protocols with uh, quarantine for 14 days. Uh, they won't be able to get back on the field this weekend. So you guys are going to try to replace that game? It's going to wait to the 13th to play a game instead. We're going to move that game back to, uh, I think, the 24th, the last game of the season. So okay. we're, we'll, still play, we'll still play them uh, 24th. We're working on trying to play somebody else this week. Um, it's not official yet, uh, yes. but we're trying, to, we're trying to get another game. So I, I can't announce who it is because it's not official yet. Gotcha. Well, Coach, we'll ask you this, man. Um, for you guys to be not playing all this time here, man, Coach, uh, how is it for you guys over the fall here to keep your guys mentally in shape and mentally focused and prepared, knowing that you had the springtime coming up here to play games? Because I know for young men who want to get to play play ball in the fall, that did not happen come the springtime. How is that for you and your staff, for any young men, to get ready for this spring run here you got coming up here? It's tough. It's tough. It's very tough. Um, uncharted waters. And uh, nobody's done it before, so it's all new to everybody. Uh, guys are just uh, anxious to play, anxious to get out there. And, uh, you know, since we've been back January 12th, uh, you know, it's just been us. And and now, you know, we got this game postponed again. And, uh, you know, our schedule says the 20th is the next time we play be uh, preview. 
But like I said, we're trying to get a game for this week or next week. And uh, we, we really need to get one before we play preview. You know, you don't want that to be your first game. Uh, and that be like they sack a game. And uh, it's just – it's been so long and we're practicing against each other. The guys are ready to hit somebody else. You know what I'm saying? We, we're ready to go against somebody else. We're ready to see another defense. They're ready to see another offense. And uh, we're just tired of practicing. We're ready to play some games and, and, uh, and go from there. I know, and trying to keep guys healthy and not getting hurt. You know, guys get sick of seeing the same color. You know, their temples flare and all that kind of good stuff. So you need to see us a different color for, for real because you don't want to get a guy hurt in practice because a guy sick of seeing the same guy doing the same drills all the day, every, every day, the same monotony. That's right. You feel like you, you're wasted if you get hurt in practice, you know. If you get hurt in the game, it's okay. I got hurt in the game. But if you get hurt in practice, you're like, man, dang, I got hurt in practice. I didn't get hurt in the game, you know. And so – uh, you know, we practiced this morning and we just went helmet and shoulder pass this morning. We didn't go full uh, because we do have a couple of little nagging injuries and things of that nature. So I want to kind of let these guys heal up a little bit and, and we'll see what happens. Now, Coach, ac academically over this COVID year, man, your assistant coaches have probably played a big role for your players and your academic advisors and compliance because, you know, when guys are back at home in their own environments, I with you guys, that structure you have at Alabama a and it can be tough for them young men. So tell us about the, how your staff and everybody around the university helps your young men keep their grades up over the COVID situation as you guys came back here from the summer and the fall to now. Yeah, we had about probably 55 or 60 guys here uh, in the fall. And so those guys could get the special attention of the uh, labs and things of that nature because they was on campus. But the guys that stayed at home, that opted out to stay at home and, and go online, uh, of course, they couldn't get the extra help. Um, so they just had to be disciplined enough to go to class, sign in, and do they and do their work. Which we had, a, I think we had um, we had more 3.0 student athletes last semester than we had uh, in the three years that I've been here. So the guys were really focused and really because you couldn't go nowhere and do anything else, it was almost just forced to do your work, you know. Uh, it wasn't like you just had so much other stuff to do. So you had so much free time, and you couldn't go anywhere half of the time. Guys just did their work. Most definitely. And, Coach, you feel like this brought your team, team closer together because, you know, they can't go out and have fun and enjoy Huntsville or go out in Birmingham where they want to go to Birmingham and hang out. So having them guys have to focus on football and schoolwork, you feel like it's brought you guys closer together as a team now, having to go through this together? I think so, you know, because we kind of tell them, you know, kind of stay in your groups, you know, and we want to we want to keep as much football as possible. Don't let a lot of outsiders in because of COVID, taking a chance on them infecting one of us. And, uh, you know, we just stay in our groups and we test all the time. We test negative and we stay in our groups. We don't have to worry about anything because it's just us. But when you start getting outside of that group and uh, letting anybody in and, uh, you know, going out of town and all this stuff, then, then you have a chance to, of getting a lot of cases. So our guys have done an excellent, excellent, excellent job. And so has the university with the testing. We test every Monday, every Friday. We have to check in every morning uh, between 5.30 and 7.30. Uh, and they check our fever and actually do you have any symptoms. And uh, as long as you don't have a uh, temperature or no symptoms, you get a wristband, now you can be on campus all day. If you got a fever or you got symptoms, they send you back home and keep you away from everybody. So uh, I think since since the 12th, since January 12th, we had one case. That's that's amazing considering that you're in a growing town. Huntsville's growing fast. You know, every time I come, it's yeah. something else new that I hadn't seen. You know, right. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I used to come there back and back. 
I should come there back. Yeah. In, I should come there back in when I was in college, TSU up, up in Nashville. And I'll come, I'm Jordan Lane, Spartan Road. I'm like, wow, it's one hell when I should come yeah. down here and hang out. <laughs> it's the second largest city right now in Alabama, and they say in a couple years it'll be the largest. Hey, I can believe it, Coach. Cause I tell you, man, I used to be, I should come down there with this country. NASA's cycle, every, everything is bubbling down in Huntsville for real. And now, uh, Coach, for you guys having a, been at HBCU schools, I went to TSU up the road in Nashville. You're at AM. So you have a lot of young black men on your roster. So with all this summer of trauma with racial injustice, social injustice, how did you and your staff talk to your young men about what they were seeing on TV and going on in our nation during that hard time this summer? Well, to be honest with you, we, we talk to them about that type of stuff all the time. You know, ever since I've been here, um, you know, one of my team rules is, as you can see, I, this sweatshirt I got on right here, you see it don't have a hood on the back of it? Yes, sir. See, my, 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 my sweatshirts, I don't put hoods on the back of it because I don't allow my, my players to wear hoods when they represent me in this university. Uh, and the reason why is because of Trayvon Martin. You know, just innocently walking back from the store, got a hood on and get misidentified, and next thing you know, he's dead. Okay, so if you got a mask on, if you got a mask on, you got a hood on, mm -hmm. don't nobody know who you are. Nobody can identify you. So they can easily say, well, that's him, because you got on the same color hood or hood look like the other guy head on. They don't know, they can't see your face. And so now, now you wind up getting killed for no reason, just because you had a hood on walking down the street. So we, we've been talking about it. And, uh, you know, and I tell them, guys, security and, on campus and police officers should be your best friend. You should never raise your voice. You should never get disrespect for those guys. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what did I do? Um, you know, put your hands on the stern, on the, on the dashboard when it comes to your car. You know, all those little things like that because it's real. It's real. And, and you always think it can't happen to you. Why not you? Why not exactly. you? It can't happen to you. So, uh, we, we try to teach them all those things as, as we go, and we've been doing that for years. So um, we, we, we've been coaching them on, on, that, on that issue for quite a while now. And, Coach, how do you feel like as a, as a, a, a servant? Because you're at an HBCU school with coaching young black males and how you want to help these young black males become great husbands, leaders in their communities. Because how much is that really serving these young men, knowing you kept and grow a flock of young, successful black men, really makes you feel good about your job every day, beyond as coaching the X and O's of football? Right. It, it, you know, for me, I, I think, uh, you know, I think, I, I'm a strong believer in, in Christ, God-fearing man, and yes, I think I was put in HBCU for that reason. You know, I was I came from a broken home. Probably 70% of my guys come from a broken home, and uh, without their father, and you know, I tell them, look at me. You know, I made it. I didn't use the excuse my daddy wasn't there to to go steal something or go rape a girl or 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 get in the game. You know, I tell them what I did was I used to say for motivation to say, I'm not going to be like my daddy. I'm not going to leave my wife. I'm not going to leave my kids. And so that's what you got to do. You got to use for motivation of what not to do. And you be able to provide for your family, your kids, your wife. And uh, and so, you know, I've been preaching that for the last 20 years in HBCU and and, and black college football. And I, I, I use me for example. I say, look at me. I say, I'm just like you. I came from broken home too, you know. And I didn't give up, and I, and I kept my head down, and I kept fighting. And I tell them all the time, you know, uh, losers are like deadbeat dads. That's, they make excuses. They make excuses. I said fathers and leaders and winners, they just find a way, man. They just get it done. 
You know, you find a way to provide for your wife, your family. You find a way to get out of school. You find a way to make the play. You know, that's what leaders do. That's what fathers do. That's what role models do. They find a way. They don't make excuses. Losers, deadbeat dads, they make excuses. Oh, yeah, I, I was supposed to come to your game, son, but something came up. You know, yeah, I, I was going to come and take you out, you know, but something came up. You, you're looking out the window, waiting for your daddy to come, and he don't never come. You know, so uh, that's, that's one of the things. And I tell him all the time, man, you know, I'm going to treat you just like you, my son, and I don't have yes, a son. So, and I'm going to get you ready for the real world. Yeah, I want you to be prepared because because of the color of our skin, we're not going to get no smack. No, we're not going to get a slap on the wrist. We're not going to get no warning. We're going to get the match, you know. And so that's what I'm here for, and that's what I'm trying to teach these guys. That's what I tell their parents when I, when I recruit them. And uh, that's what I stand for. And I'm a, I'm a no-nonsense guy. I tell like the T.I. is. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, I, I can't help that. But you're never going to say you didn't know or nobody told you if you play for me. Most definitely coaching for me. Like, you know, I grew up in Atlanta and Vine City, you know, up by, up by the stadium, in a, not, not the great part of town, you know. But I'm with the TSU, got a master's degree, played, and now I'm a radio show for 10 years. So I'm a right. receive success. And so are you. Like, I, you know, I will try to use myself story. I'm 34 years old. I use myself as an example that, hey, I came from this environment. And look what I used and did. You know, the game of right. football and sports got me out of my predicament. Now I've used the guy of education. Now I got a radio show. It's heard by, from all, all over the country now because of the hard work and perseverance, not, not letting a no become a yes, not letting the yes bring me down. Because if you do let that conduction coach, let it bring you down, you'll succumb to and you, you will become a loser. You will become what they want you to become, which is nothing. So you have to fight and overcome all those stigmas and still bust that door down and be successful. Don't let, don't let a no hold you back. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what we're here for. And uh, that's what I tell these guys. Get your education, man. It'd be great to play in the NFL for three, four, five years. But if you do, that's all you're going to play is three, four, five years. You're going to still come out of there 28, 29 years old. If you don't have that degree, what are you going to do for the next 60 years? Because you're going to live to be 90. You're going to live to be 90. And don't no woman want no broke man. You got there, so right? If you don't have no degree. You don't have no good job. You don't have no nice car. They don't want you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, they, that, that's, why, that's why you got to do it. Because if you can't provide for your family, you're nothing. You know, you just want to be the protector and the provider. If you can't do that thing, you're nothing. Like, you know, so I'm with, I'm with you, Coach. It's it's so important that the young black men in, in your in your program and all over the swag and the whole country, they have to get that degree because that will take you places that you never thought you'd ever go because, as you said, there's a, as the day comes, hang up them cleats, hang up them sneakers, and it's over for you. Right. But, it, you know, the, the, uh, the true reality is probably only – 30, 30% of all Americans that have a degree actually have a job in that degree. Get there, you know? right. Now, most of them are, are doctors and lawyers, uh, you know, radio personnel, people like yourself, TV people. Those are most of the people that work in their profession, uh, engineers, you know. But everybody else, they don't work in their profession. They don't. You, you, go, you do, go do a poll on Americans and see what their job is and see what their degree is. I guarantee it don't match. But the key is to have a degree that ain't you better get a job. If you don't have that degree, you ain't gonna better get a job nowhere. But as long as you got a degree, it don't have to be in what you're applying for, but as long as you got a degree, you can get a job. You got that right, Coach. And I'm gonna ask you about this, Coach. On your roster, a lot of guys here in Atlanta on your roster from the area. I mean, tell us about recruiting Georgia, but Atlanta specifically. I see our snail views on the roster. A lot of people from where, where I hang around in my area. So tell us about coming here to Atlanta and getting these great talented players here and all in Georgia as well, Coach. 
hey man, Georgia got a lot of talent. You know, when I was at uh, Winston Salem, I tried to get Georgia talent. When I went to Hampton University, I said, I got we got to stay in Georgia. We recruit Georgia hard, and then uh, I, matter of fact, I put two coaches in Georgia because it's so big. Um, and then we have another coach to go do a couple other parts of Georgia. But so we really got like two and a half coaches that recruit Georgia. We know it's a lot of good talent in Georgia, and so that's why we try to stay in the state of Georgia. You know, and, and you know, we go to Florida to try to get some speed. Uh, but yeah, we, we recruit na nationwide. And coach, you know, what's good about coming from Atlanta area, of course, not that far away from Atlanta to Huntsville. And come see yeah. you, you come see your kid play and be back home the same the same night. Or I was yep. that down in Alabama State as well. We play down in Montgomery. So not that far away. So I feel like it's good a good place where you're not too far away from home. Still close enough to get back if you have to get back home real real fast. Right. You know, it's perfect for the for the for the student athlete and the parents. The student athlete want to get away from home. They want to be far enough where the mama can't just drive 20 minutes and be there to get them if they mess up, you know, or, or tell them come home, you know, so they can get out, stay out, do what they want to do. But when it's time to come to a game, you know, the parents can get up that morning and be to a one o'clock game, two o'clock game with no problem. After the game, four o'clock, they can be back home by eight o'clock. So uh, it's a perfect scenario for us distance wise where kids want to get away. They don't want to stay at home. Uh, but they're not too far to where their parents can't get there and come and see them play. And, Coach, that's what I got for you, Coach. This. Tell us about my buddy, Coach Dylan Howard. He's a good friend of mine. Tell us about your relationship with him and his his basketball team is doing better and better and what he's building over there with those guys. Yeah, he got he's doing a great job. Just I think his second year um, from going from being interim to now the head coach. And he's doing a great job with those guys. He got off to a great start this year, but now they're kind of falling off a little bit. But he's still got a young team. And uh, he's still getting his players in there. So once he get his players and his type to fit his system and what they're doing, they understand his his culture and, and the way he want to do things. Uh, they just gonna keep getting better. He's gonna he's gonna wind up being, doing a good job for us. And coach, thank you for your time. I used to watch you guys in the in the AFL, coach, on field the field at the source to watch you on TV on NBC. I remember seeing you throw the ball out there, coach. That's how I was growing up. Man. It's good talking to you, man. I used to love watching you guys on the AFL on NBC when I was a young, younger guy, man. So good talking to you. I was a fan of what you did with your soul, man. Yes, sir. All right. Anytime. Hey, coach, you be safe, man. Talk to you real soon, buddy. All right, you too. All right. Thanks for having me. You're working, coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.